We have Bruce live in the locker room in Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Flores. <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but like we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side. And then all of a sudden we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show is over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's true. Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KB. Oh, my okay. God. I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, 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 look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. Welcome back to another episode of Sentinel Sideline 365. With me, as always, is the old man, and I am KB. So thank you for tuning in. We're going to be discussing a couple of things tonight. Obviously, we're going to be discussing the Pittsburgh game. We're going to be discussing maybe a couple of topics that are floating around college football. Obviously, things going on during the course of the week. We're getting towards the – we are in the second half of the college football season. So people got to talk about something if they're not in the uh, college football playoff picture. Uh, we'll discuss obviously the trip down to our trip up to Pittsburgh, and then uh, we'll give our predictions for some of the top twenty-five matchups this weekend because uh, the old man loves to do that before we sign off. But uh, yeah, we'll break it down, and uh, yeah, let us know as you're watching. Let us know your comments, questions, uh, and uh, be interactive. That would be great. And if you're watching this not live, we appreciate you stopping by, hit the like button, subscribe. We appreciate everything that you uh, guys do when you come by. So. Old man, how is it going? Jalen, what's going on? How's yeah, it going? that's right. You're right, right now, Jalen, number one. He came in number one. You know, that's what we're talking about, being number one. He's not being number four like Florida State is right now. He's number one because he's here on time. You know, he's doing his homework. He's hitting that bell. He's hitting that subscribe button, and he's here, and he's getting the shout out, okay? Okay, thanks for joining us, Jalen. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in the bat cave okay i'm on the road i'm doing my road on the roadie and uh so i hope the connection stays up but you can tell by the things i'm wearing it's a little bit cooler than where i am outside of florida here but i do want to give a shout out to my grandson christian he's playing his senior football game against the arch rival tomorrow night and i'm here to watch that ball game you know, so shout out to my grandson, Christian. He plays offensive tackle. He, uh, you know, plays off for Paul, the sixth high school, Catholic high school here in Northern Virginia. So good luck. Let's beat those O'Connell Knights. Absolutely. So other than that, everything's good. I had a good plane ride up here. Uh, it went on time. It's only about an hour and 45 minutes when you got a 70 mile an hour tailwind pushing the plane here to to to, uh, to this area. So good. Uh, it's good. Good to be up here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it is uh, freezing in the D.C. area right now. Nobody's aware. It's probably freezing in a lot of places right now. But uh, 
it was not 80 degrees on Saturday, this past Saturday. It was gorgeous. I was in D.C. It was 80 degrees outside. It was amazing. Wow. And then come Sunday, Monday, turned into 40s. And that's wow. where we really are. It's, uh, you know what? And I think that I think the weather, KB, is the biggest lead into this football game. The biggest opponent Florida State may have on Saturday, in my opinion, as we get into this game, could be the weather. It could be the temps. The temps, it's a 3.30 kickoff. You know, going into the evening, I don't know what 40 degrees, maybe 30 to 40. Uh, degrees? I think it's supposed to be 50s in Pittsburgh. Okay, well, that'll be that'll be better because I saw I saw some tape. The Seminoles were, I guess, were going to practice on Wednesday or Thursday, and they go, Oh, it looks like it's a little cool for those guys. Well, they better get used to it because they're coming up here to Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, Pittsburgh, I think it's Pennsylvania. It's be, it'll actually be warmer up there, I think, than it is where I am right now in DC because it's supposed to be this weekend. Right around game time, it looks oh, like it's 59, be... 60. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. that won't be bad. That oh, be perfect. Bad hey, hey, fellas, put away the heaters, leave those in the van. We don't need those at 59, 69 degrees. You want to get drafted by the Green Bay Packers or the New England Patriots? Well, maybe you don't want to get drafted by either one of those, but you got to play. You got to play in those snow domes, buddy. Yes, absolutely. And Jalen, yes, the weather has been very, very bipolar. I'm used to it up <laughs> here. Like some. In the D.C. area, it's always like that, but it has been very bipolar. So hopefully I just want to settle on something because then I can just focus on wearing sweatshirts or whatever all week. I don't have to get shorts out anymore and just focus on one thing. But, uh, yeah, all right, let's get into it. Around the, you know, obviously the big theme around college football still is is going on with Michigan. I, I It's no big updates there other outside of just it. There's yeah. more clips coming out every single day. On him, you know, some of uh, it's on, fake. Some of that yeah, coming out on Twitter, it's kind of fake news. So. Yeah, I, I would say, yeah. There's no, there's been no major, major update. I don't think since we last right. spoke. Right. Uh, the only big thing since we last spoke is the top twenty-five coming out uh, for the playoff committee. Uh, you know, we our last show was on Monday, and we did our thoughts around what the playoff committee would make their decision on. I think you and I said three or four was the most likely landing spot for Florida State. And it turns out, uh, yeah, we were right, right online. I think some people on, in the Twitter space said yeah, Florida State would be one or two. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And I didn't think that just based on where they were placed. I didn't think they were going to jump three teams to get to number one. But I do think that Florida State did somewhat get I, – I, I, the people that say – and I know, like I said, there's a lot of these media companies that are doing it for clicks and doing it for views. They're driving engagement, which I understand. I work in marketing. I understand what ha- they, people have to do to drive audiences. Right. But, but, but it's going – but this argument where, you know, should Florida State not be in, should they not be out? You know, you look at the resumes. And you look at what the teams have done. And, and someone posted this on Twitter once again. And obviously, it, when someone creates something like this, there may be some bias. But when you put the resumes together, there does seem to be some inconsistencies in what the committee is saying. And that's why I hate this committee this committee thing. People hate the BCS because of the formulas and, and strength of schedule. Well, that was all about computer analytics. Exactly. And people yeah. hated that. And then people hate that. And I think people hate that there's a team of humans who could have bias or, oh, or you know, whatever it may be. Of course. I'd rather go back to computers, but yeah. someone brought up this graphic on Twitter today. And I think it makes, and once again, where people are pulling straight the record or, or straight the schedule from is all, it could be multiple sources. But what I think it says here is a lot of truthful things is that in terms of who people have played, who they beat so far, and, and what available information we have, 
this is saying that Florida State should be number two in the college football rankings based on a couple of things. One, they have the second most ranked wins of any of the four teams. LSU with a major win is probably one of the best wins of all the teams available here. They're a top 15 team, best offense in the country. You you held that team basically to 17 points the entire game. So you have that. You have the Ohio State's the only other team that's too, uh, greater than that many ranked wins so far. Power five wins, you have seven. That's more than Georgia and Michigan, who have, have only five power five wins. Uh, FBS wins, eight. That's more than Georgia. That's more than Ohio State. And then wins against those power five teams are uh, wins versus power winning power five teams. So wins against teams that have winning records. You have three, which is just which is more than Georgia and just under Ohio State. So what this is telling you is that Georgia's strength of schedule is not where it should be in terms of placing Florida State behind them. Michigan's record, we know Michigan's schedule is horrendous. You can see that by their strength of schedule, 112. Their best wins right now are Rutgers and Minnesota. Yeah, you know what? You cannot know. tell me. You cannot tell me about th- this. Is telling me that Florida State should just schedule garbage out of the conference games because yes. you get no benefit of the doubt when it comes to beating good teams early on. Why yeah, this yeah, schedule yeah. garbage teams and then beat them by thirty-five, and then it, it, you'll be guaranteed a, a, two, a one or two slot. No. That's what the but, tell but listen, listen, yeah, KB. I think you make good analysis there. This is a great, uh, uh, a great. Uh, slide you have up here, so it's to speak. By Rock Sports. Yeah. Okay, this is really, really pretty interesting. But you know, when I look at it, my first thought was, this is pretty sad on all these teams' resumes. I mean, look at these resumes. It's not like they're beating tough opponents every week, right? This is not really, when you look across it, especially when you look at Georgia. So you're a guy in marketing. That's what you do to pay your mortgage, right? So Here's the point. Here's the point. You said you could beat a bunch of cream puffs, add a couple yeah. of games in there, and if you yeah. beat them, but it's about branding, isn't it, KB? Yeah. Think about it. Look at the brand names you have yeah. up there. Ohio State, okay, Georgia, and Michigan. Those brand names and Florida State, okay? But Right now, I think that's what bothered me more than anything is the human committee who's picking mainly brand names. They're going to give that brand name. And I think those three brands are a little bit above Florida State in their eyes, not in our eyes, but in their eyes. And and what I'm saying is, what did that one guy say when they were given their justification? Well, Florida State, they almost got beat by Boston College. They was now five by, and three. It was five that, and three. I know, but that bothers me because they see they're looking for any excuse to take Florida State they are. out they of are. this. Absolutely. And I, I, haven't I said that? Yeah. I have the receipts for that on tape. Yeah. They are winning is not going to be enough. So for this game for Florida State on Saturday against Pittsburgh, okay, is it's, it's not about winning. We're going to win the game. It's about winning. Number two is dominance. And number three is getting out of it with no significant injuries. Those are the three goals. But you can't forget about dominance. Anybody who says, who says just winning is enough, I don't think it is. Especially if you have a five and six team, even with a one loss team who has a better strength of schedule or whatever, 
they could knock Florida State out. I think this committee is looking for any excuse to knock them out. So there's no room to be unfocused and not take care of business. No, and, and I'll agree with you. And, and Jamie, you're right. The BCS did have a lot of problems, like you said, with, and I think you, the placement was, like you said, you basically, the conference championships really didn't matter in that formula. But back to your point, you're right. And it, and it shows you by them placing fourth, based on the data available, like you said, they don't care about the schedule. They don't care about key wins. They're looking, like you said, for any excuse to take Florida State out. And so you have to go out and not just win. You have to blow teams out. This is pretty sad, KB. Look at Georgia. The best wins they have are Kentucky and Florida. Yeah, unranked. It's ridiculous. So you know, as a marketing guy, brand names do carry weight. They carry weight. Well, and now Georgia. Georgia is the two-time national champion. That's going to carry weight. All they all they have to do is win out. All they have to do is win out. Okay. Yep. If they have a one loss to Alabama overtime by one point or by a quick last minute field goal, they could still be in the top four. They could still be know. in the top four. They split, I, from, I first, don't know. They split from first to third. So they're the Nash reigning national champion. I, I, I get it. But I, I think just to focus back on us, you're you're right. Florida State has to go into every game thinking we got to blow these guys out by 28 to 35 points. They got to beat the spread in more. We have to make it so obvious that they cannot pull any excuse to pull us out of this game. They can't say. There's the words. That's the words. They can't give an excuse to Washington or anyone else to pull us out to say Florida State didn't do their job. No, if you went out and you went out dominantly, you cannot give an excuse. because We know all the data makes sense, guys. We see the data. We get the data. But obviously these guys don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. We don't no. know why, but if you put it on paper, you put put in the box score, make it so obvious in the box score that they can't deny it. That's the thing. Most of these committee members are box score analysts. They see the box score, and that's all they'll care about. So put in the box score, put it up by 35 points on Miami, on Florida, and leave no doubt in their mind. I mean, I mean look at an example, Michigan, Rutgers, and Minnesota. I, it, it, it's sad. It's, it's ridiculous. And they're number two. And, if, and, and, and they're undefeated. They're, they're number four. Well, but yeah, but yeah. if you had to assign, as a branding guy, if you had to assign branding points, brand means everything in business. This is a business, okay? Brand names, you would rank Florida State as number four. On brand, yeah. okay. I, I don't know. There'll be a lot of fans shouting and yelling at me for saying that, but I'm being realistic here. Florida State cannot give anybody an excuse to take them out, but they have to win. But they got to do more than winning. It won't be enough. It may be enough for Georgia. It may be enough for Michigan. Maybe enough for Ohio State. But for Florida State, they need to do more. Absolutely, and, and like you saw on the chart, like. And I got the two mixed up, Georgia and Michigan. But Michigan's number three with the softest of anyone's resume. Oh. Ohio State's number one with probably the closest to Florida State. But you have Ohio State at one and Florida State at number four. Like I said, the committee doesn't seem to care about the actual numbers that matter. Like you said, you just have And to you don't them. think they love these decks? Four or five teams, Washington, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama, even though they've lost game. They've lost a game. They love those people. They yeah. love those teams. Yeah. So yeah. we are the guy who we've got to do more. We've yeah. got to do more. Yeah. You know, right. that's, 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 that's the big key there. All right. And Let's I think I, 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 leading into that, I think we will. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I believe we will. We're going to win this game. The point spread at Caesars has it at 21 and a half points. I think we'll clear that easily. You know why? And I think we will dominate. The weather's going to be good. 
We have every reason to dominate. This Pittsburgh Panther team, and I love their uniforms. I love their name. Uh, I think Pat Narduzzi is a good, decent coach. He's frustrated, but, you know, they're going to get their ass whipped and they're going to get beat by Florida State. And I think we know what we need to get done. But we, we've got to take it to these people. We can't fool around with these people. You know, we've got to go and take them down. And we have every reason to do that now because Pat Narduzzi, after their last game, they got blown out by Notre Dame last week, 58 to 7. Okay. You know what he said? And he had to walk it back all week. Yeah, right here. I don't have any, I don't have very good players. And he wasn't using that as a motivational tool. He would, he basically said, I don't have very good players. You know what? I agree with him. He doesn't have a very good football team. We That's lost a lot said. of good players. We thought we'd replace him, but obviously we didn't do a good job doing that. He had to walk that back. And his players, like this player right here, Javon, basically he retweeted him, was like, what's going on? And, and yeah. right after the game, they so, were like, why is our coach throwing us under the bus The here? question is, the question is, what team will show up? Will it be a highly motivated, pissed off team that they want to show their coach that they are better? Or is it will be a team that just doesn't give a shit anymore? I mean, that's really what is he probably doesn't really know his practice week, you know, has been okay. You know, they all say the good words, but he's got a problem. Phil Jerkovich, who started at quarterback, uh, you know, started the season. Phil Jerkovich went, uh, let's see, he went, uh, he, he played, he started five games. He won one game against Wolford. Okay. He lost everything else. Cincinnati lost. West Virginia lost. UNC lost. Virginia Tech, he lost. And then they changed quarterbacks to a sophomore. They, they're they really kind of on a youth movement. In fact, uh, Narduzzi said some more freshmen will play in this game. They're, he's playing a lot more freshmen and sophomores. So there's going to be opportunities for this experienced Florida State team to really take them down and take them down early. Well, yeah, because Pittsburgh's season ended last week. They are no longer fighting for a bowl game. They're they're they cannot achieve a bowl game anymore, uh, from my understanding. And that, like you said, he's essentially it feels like he's lost the locker room. And this is not a team that has a great offense right now. Uh oh, they have a terrible Christian, offense. Christian Veyer, I think you pronounce his last name Veyer. Velu, Velu. Yeah, I think it's Veyer, even though it's pronounced it doesn't make sense that it would be okay. like that, but it is. But they have a very, very bad offense. And this is a game that should be basically like scripted like last week. This is a team that's probably going to play a lot of man defense. And and, and they have they don't have a bad defense. They probably have an average to average plus defense. I don't but, know how they're going to play man to man. That's the, the thing. Well, Wake Forest played a lot of it. Like, played, <laughs> yeah. you know, some of it last week. And it's going to yeah. give, once again, oh. it's going to give Keon Coleman, Jaheim Bell, and these oh. guys, opportunities to make big plays and make big plays early. It's going to be up to the way you blow this game out early and, and break them early on in the first half is if Jordan Travis could be accurate with that deep ball like he was last week. Well, last yeah, week, I yeah, thought yeah. he played his most complete uh, in terms of accuracy on the long throws was his best game of the season. And I couldn't even find I couldn't even find a quarterback rating on on uh, Villu or whatever his name is. Christian Value. I couldn't even find a quarterback ranking. Threw four interceptions last. No, week. I know out, out of hundred and <laughs> under under out of hundred and fourteen quarterbacks, he's not even rated. You know, which he, maybe he doesn't have enough. Forty two. He has a okay. quarter, uh, QBR oh, forty two. It's terrible. It's he's terrible. Not a good. He's not a very good. They're quarterback. passing offense. 
And yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to beat down this kid. He's a young guy. He's we're a not sophomore. beating anybody he's down. Right, he's, plus, not but he's not. He's down. right at this point in his career. He is, and he's not. It's not like he's surrounded by weapons. They try to run the ball. They cannot run the ball. they last week against Notre Dame. They ran into a buzzsaw, and they should expect to. And once again, the thing that killed Pittsburgh is that they turn over the ball a ton. This offense turns the ball over the ton. They did that against Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored 21 points off of turnovers and just missed opportunity plays done by Pittsburgh. Well, and let me what say, did Notre Dame, yeah. and what did Notre Dame do? They then ran the ball down their throat. And that is what Florida State, I expect to do, try to do early too. If they want to open up lanes for Trey Benson, and I would not be surprised if we don't see another Syracuse-like game from Trey Benson where he breaks, makes, breaks another 150 yards off on them. Yeah, I think the question in this game is when the hell do the starters leave the game? If we if we're not feeling that by the middle of the third quarter, then we didn't do our job yet. If our starters have to stay into the middle of the fourth quarter, then we didn't dominate this football team. So I'm going to be watching Florida State more than I'm watching Pittsburgh. Okay, it's uh, Pittsburgh is not a good football team. Let me give you a few stats that I tell you why they're not a good football team. First of all, you were just talking about turnover margin. They are minus two for the season. That's not good. That will tell you on the season, you're not winning a lot of football games. Okay. And their rushing offense are ranked 115, 115 in rushing offense. They average 104 yards a game, 3.3 yards a carry. That's horrible. Okay. And most of those are probably against garbage opponents. They only beat, beat one was Wolford and, and they beat uh, – now, we'll talk about the Louisville game here in a minute. Their passing offense is ranked 89th, okay? That's not good, okay? They don't have anything in the top 50 except in defense now. Now, defense, they've shown the ability to get off the field and shut down people on third downs, okay? They're ranked 47th. They've ranked 47th compared to Florida State at 14th, though, okay? So yeah. – they're having much more. They're getting off at uh, the, uh, 36%, but they're ranked. That's their best national ranking inside the 50. Okay. Yeah. Total defense, they're ranked 47th as well. Florida State's 30th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in that regard. So, other than that, their statistics are garbage. Okay. Yeah. Their running back is ranked 190th in the country, Sebo Flemister. 306 total yards on the season, okay? Uh, compared to Florida State's best running back, Trey Benson, he's ranked 63rd at 544 yards. You know, so their stats, when I looked at their stats, they're not very good at all, including in penalties. They get more penalties in Florida State. Florida State's ranked 104th in the country, and Pittsburgh's 124. And 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 I watched some of Narduzzi's uh, – press conferences the last couple of games. And he says, we, we make these, these stupid penalties. Okay. So, and, and it's not good. It's not a good football team. I mean, against, yeah, against Notre Dame, they were a little bit better, five or 45, but once again, they're going to try, they're going to try to throw the ball. They're, They're going to try to throw the ball, but this is going to be the opportunity for this FSU defense, especially the secondary, to flex their muscle. This could Jared be a day Burst, where Burst should have two sacks for sure. Yeah, for this should this sure. should be a this should be a weekend where, like you said, this could be another five sack game for this team, just like a, against Wake Forest. Like I said, and a lot of pressures and a, a lot, lot of pressures, pressures, and that should lead to guys like Renardo Green or 
you know, maybe it's the young guys like Hussey or you know, Shaheen, where they get up, they have a couple of picks. This could be the game where those picks come through. Because I do believe, like you said, I, this guy is mistake prone. I, I mean, his biggest mistakes are he's last young. You don't see a lot of games. You don't see a lot of games where a guy throws four picks. But it, it's not like they have this elite line. And, and with the defensive line, the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, and the way we know these defensive backs can play, I expect a couple of picks. Those picks should lead to touchdowns early. And I think they will try to lean on Trey Benson and ha- let him have a game like he had against Virginia Tech excuse me, before, where he had over 200 yards rushing. Because I believe he can, against this Pittsburgh team, they're not going to be able to stop the rush. They haven't been able to stop the rush. And this is exactly the playbook that Notre Dame did against them. Stop, you know, establish the run. Look for the play, big play if you have it available on the outside. If they're playing man-to-man against Keon Coleman, you look for that. Otherwise, push it down the middle of the field. Open the running lanes for Trey. And then on the flip side, get them three and out. Get good field position, score again. I, I, I don't see any way. I just I can't see the only way this game stays close. And I'm not saying the only way Pittsburgh beats Florida State. The only way this game That's stays right. close if Florida State beats us up. If Jordan Travis doesn't take care of the football, if Trey Benson doesn't take care of the football, that is the only way this Pittsburgh team can stay in this game. Well, there's no reason, KB. There's no reason for Jordan to have to force anything in on this team. If you, don't do it. Know. Throw it away. Throw yeah. it into the ground. You know, you don't need to force. There's going to be plenty of open receivers on this football team for plenty of weapons to get the ball to. If you're if you're patient, if you're patient, okay, this should be if we don't turn the ball over and fumbles or some interceptions and allow this team to get more possessions, they're not very good in their possessions. So. what it will be is it will be you're taking away from yourself where you can't score points and run this score up. I hate to say that, but that's what it's going to come down to. If we squeak by this team, if we squeak by, you could see Florida State drop to fifth. You could see that. You could see that. And so if you do squeak by, you like, and I don't want to put that scenario out there, but if you do squeak by and only win by seven or 10 or 14, you do open up the possibility that someone like Washington passes you. I mean, that, and, and that is solely based on what the committee's told you, that they do not respect your resume for whatever reason. And it's not, and that's not to say Florida State doesn't have a strong resume. That's just saying you saw where they ranked you. You you literally just saw where they ranked what? you. And that shows that they right. are not, they're on they, the they bubble. are not respecting on the your, bubble. yeah, right. yeah, you're on the bubble. So you know, what is leave it up to interpretation. Let me ask you this. Would Coach Narduzzi, would he flip the script here a little bit and say, you know what? I'm going to play Phil Jerkovich. I'm going to put this, I'm going to put the most experienced quarterback I have who has played against Florida State. Okay. He's played against Florida State. Not well. No. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to put this guy in and give him his, his senior moment, his last parting moment to say, to come out a hero and beat the number four team. Would Coach Nardu, you think he would do that? Yeah. Why? Okay, you think he's on building for the future. They're playing for the future. And you, That's like, reasonable. you just said that before. You said I know, I did say that. Now. But so how why? big of a trick would that be? How big would that trick would be? Because like you said, Florida State's already played against Phil. He's not played against them well. I don't think, why Why would you mess up the locker room? You've already messed up the locker room enough with the statements <laughs> last week. 
why would you then stop oh. the youth movement and by throwing this okay. older quarterback in? I, I I don't think they play with that. I think they're playing for next. Well, time. he'd be going all in. No, no, all in. Thinking, they're two no, and no, six. Wait, 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 no wait, wait, You've he already got all wait in. A minute. You're all wait out minute. now. He, okay. Well, well, that's you what I'm it. saying. He <laughs> may he may be able to make his way. He may be even thinking I'm out as a coach too. I'm going to move on. I'm, this is a nightmare, oh, and I'm going to throw it all in. I'm going to go to Jerkovic and say, this is your game. It's your game. It's your game. You take that. this team, and you do it. Okay. That's reasonable. You make a reasonable. Now, let me ask you this. Let's turn this now to the scary part of this, or the, the part I don't quite understand, okay? And that is they had a victory over Louisville, after losing four straight games, they beat Louisville, who's now contending to play Florida State in the ACC championship game. They're number two in the ACC. Yeah. How how did they beat this Louisville team? How did they do that? I don't. I I well, as you can see here, it wasn't like they killed them with unbelievable numbers. Thirty-eight uh, to twenty-one, though. I, I I didn't watch the game, so I can't say I'm from. But look at the numbers. Uh, Vare <laughs> threw for two, 200 yards on 12 completions. They only ran for 80 yards. So I'm assuming there was a lot of mental errors, self-inflicted mistakes, and poor field. Yeah, play. I haven't broken two that the game. Thrown, two interceptions thrown. Once again, what did we just say? The only way Florida State loses this game is if Jordan Travis, Trey Benz, or the key players beat themselves. And that's what Jake Plummer and Louisville did. Yeah. Because yeah. this yardage differential – there's yep. no way Louisville should have lost this game. 430 to 288. Yeah. They must this, have turned it over. They or, did. I just showed yeah. you. They okay. did turn yeah. it over. Okay. That's how you lose games like this. So you ask, how does Florida State get beat tomorrow? Or how do they keep it close? Self-inflicted mistakes. Jordan Travis, don't force the ball. Take the sack. Use your legs. Don't force the ball. Don't make stupid plays. Trust your defense. Your defense can shut this offense down. Don't make the dumb play. Take I the agree. sack. Live for another down because – they will get it back, back quickly for you, and you can right. live for that next Don't week. make mental errors. Don't have a lot of penalties. That's something we need to clean up as well and get better at. We cleaned it up a little bit last week, but we need to clean it up more. And don't self-inflict. If you do, you're losing control. It will be your fault. It won't be the fault of the committee. It won't be the fault of the referees, you know, and all of that shit that everybody wants to blame everything on. You have total control of what you do now. And if we're that good, which I believe we are, then dominance is the key word now. Dominate on both lines of scrimmage. An offensive line, you need to pick up the dominance because there are people, even in the Florida State fan base, that yeah. don't think this is a dominant offensive line. And it's not only me. Okay. I know, but I mean the last me. couple of weeks they they've they've done it. Like we're not gonna see we're not gonna see them be tested until against Miami. Like this tomorrow should not be a, a challenge. Oh no. No, and if it is, should, then we have more issues. But tomorrow should be just like Wake Forest, just like Wake Forest, just like Syracuse, just like Virginia Tech. This is not gonna be a challenge to that offensive line. This no. should be as long as you clean it's play clean football, you win the game easily. Right. And the reason you have to win the game also to round it out and, and close this up is because, like you said, the, play, the playoff committee does not respect Florida State. They showed it with that they number don't. four ranking based on the resumes. of. And by bringing up, when they brought up the thing about, well, they just squeezed by. They said it, not me. They squeezed by BC. When they bring that up, when they bring that up, that's the excuse they're using. BC could be an eight-win team. 
So our nine win team. Potentially. No, I know. But, but that's the excuse they the use. Other, the other thing on the flip side is you have to look who's behind them. Washington's playing USC, who's the number 20 team. So you Washington's going to a big time in their schedule where they have three or four ranked teams lined up right now. And if they if we somehow only win by 14 and Washington blows out USC, who has one of the worst defenses in the country. Oh, terrible. If they win by 35 and we somehow only win by 14, does the committee say, well, that's a ranked win? They covered the spread and, and blew them out, but Florida State, you know, barely squeaked by by 14 or you know, something like that, they may flip-flop. You don't want to, you know, once again, these are box score, these are box score committee members. They're not watching three and a half hours of Florida And State you don't know game. who's feeding them their information. You exactly. know there's people feeding them that's information. Why it's so important because Florida State doesn't have another ranked team on their schedule until potentially the ACC title game. Washington has three. You have to make the box score look like a blowout each single time because if you make it look close and Washington wins out, you know, that flip-flop game could get very scary for us. Well, listen, this is another thing, too, and this leads us into this is a concerning time of year for coaches, okay? It, it, it is. Now the, the 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 rubber meets the road, okay? Even Norvell's gotten a little bit more serious in his post-game. Uh, I mean, the, the interviews during the week, he's got a little bit more serious tone. He still doesn't say much. You know, he's good at that. He's really good at the coach speak. He's, he's good. You know, he – he, he, he's a good manager of the media and the media we have is not real tough anyways. So, so that's not an issue, but there's some coaches that are having problems now and they're cracking a little bit under the pressure. One of them is Dabo Sweeney, right? One of them is Dabo Sweeney and Dabo could get his ass beat up again against Notre Dame this weekend. There was a fan who called him out, and you and I were tweeting back and forth about this fan, the audio of it. We're not going to play it because it was like two minutes, but Dabo went off on the fan. Which I think he should have. I don't and he, and he was – I don't – you thought Dabo should have gone off I, on the guy? So I have two thoughts, and I, I think I tweeted. I said, I think fans have a right – Dabo's getting paid eleven well, million dollars exactly. a season fans now. Have a right to respectfully voice their opinion. Well, the I fan, think, the I fan think, did it. The fan did I, it respectfully. Did I finish my point. Yeah, go ahead. I said fans have the right to respectfully voice their opinion, and he did through, through any medium. I hate when Florida State fans say you're not with us unless you say this. I hate that about our fan base. They say you can't criticize Florida State. You can't point something out or you're not a true fan. I think that's the biggest load of BS I've ever heard in my life. So for Clemson fans, I think they should be able to have the ability to respectfully, you know, tell their coach how they feel because we felt the same way with Jimbo Fisher. When that but guy did, the, did the stage, fan do that to Dabo? I thought he did. I thought, you know, he went up for a little while. You got to know when to wrap it up, but yeah. you know, I, I you know, it, you know, maybe you could have done a little bit better. But then I think the coach, if he's being directly spoken to, has the right to go back at him as of well. Of course he does. And so I saw no fault either way. I, I, I think Dabo did the right thing. And I think he won a lot more fans back okay. with his response. I didn't I didn't lay fault on the fan or Dabo. What I said is I think he's feeling the pressure. For the first time in many, many years, he's feeling pressure now. Because all great empires collapse. The question is, how is he going to straighten it out? Is he going to go deeper into the portal, which I think he will? I think you're going to start seeing he won't. It won't be probably as advertised much, but he is. He knows he's going to have to go into the portal, 
He's going to have to do that. And it's going to be very interesting to see how he does it and how he explains it. And that's all I want to say. But there's coaches feeling the pressure, you know, on the, on this. And there's well, coaches on the, you know, going to be on the hot seat. You know, Narduzzi's a coach on the hot seat, you know. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And coach, oh, now, you don't like Deion Sanders. I watched that game against UCLA. It was a pretty good ball game. They, uh, Colorado got beat. But Sanders, after the game, his son now leads the country in being sacked. I mean, and it's legitimate. He can't even throw the damn ball away because these guys, his offensive line is so porous. But he basically called out his team. He called out the team and said, we got to get better players. We got to get better guys on this offensive line. And all I'm saying is you don't like that approach, Mike. That's not Mike Norvell's you can't approach. Get starting it's, You're, it's, it's hard to build a line via the play. I agree. I agree with you. But what I'm saying <laughs> is dumb. the style, if you listen to these guys, you know, they're very old school guys, and they're just saying, and they're out of frustration it's coming out too because it's horrendous to watch uh, how Sanders' quarterback son gets chased around the field. And he does have some talent, whether you believe that or not. I, now, one, one other thing. I've got another comment, too. And then we can take this any direction you want. This stuff, there was a robbery in the locker room, in the Colorado locker room during the game. And I think I heard even UCLA's locker room got, 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 uh, got burglarized as well. What the hell is going on at the Rose Bowl that they can't provide security or at any of our stadiums, okay, that you can't you can't provide security over the locker room, but you're wanting every fan who comes in, I have to have a clear bag, I can only have certain items in there. It's bullshit, okay? Because when you have a robbery in the stadium, and you're wanting all the fans come in, give me a damn break. There's a breakdown, and that security, whoever held, held that third vendor security for that stadium, those people should be brought to task, period. And Deion Sanders came out and said a lot about it. And I thought the funny thing was he said, you know, they're the granddaddy. The Rose Bowl is the granddaddy. Well, granddaddy should have some funds to reimburse any players that lost things. I agree. All right. I feel better. Cool. Um, all right, so that does it for that. I think the last thing we want to go over here is uh, top 25 matchups. Because like I said, why you can't stumble or keep the game close this weekend is because Washington has a big matchup uh, this weekend with USC. Uh, and that will be obviously a ranked, a ranked uh, matchup for them. Uh, so that's at 7.30 on ABC. So that'll be a good one to watch after Florida State. I'm picking obviously Washington for that game. I, I just think USC's defense is, is really bad. They're that horrible. They have to outscore everybody. And they they'll knock USC out of the they top 25 for once and once and for all, I think, yeah. and knock probably Caleb Williams out of the Heisman race. But I'll uh, I'll pick Washington. Even though Washington's not looked great the last couple of weeks. I'll either. pick Washington. I'll, well, I'll pick Washington. Washington. Uh the other matchup in the Pac 12, I believe it is, is no, I thought there was another good one. All right, so looking at the other top no, 25 Texas, matchups. Texas, Texas yeah. has a good game. Kansas State, oh, that's an okay matchup. K-State, okay it's State. only a four-point spread. So that's in Austin. They, it's because yeah. of their quarterback situation. So, yeah, yeah, Texas down the quarterback. I don't think Ewers is back. Uh, so they still have, I think, what's his name, Malik Murphy's playing in that. He looked okay last week, not amazing. 
So that could be an interesting one, but uh, that's a big game for them. I'm not really sure who to pick in that one. I think Texas has a decent defense, so I'll pick them. I'll take home, Texas. I'm going to take especially. Texas. What do you think of this Notre Dame-Clemson game? You know the spread's only three points for that. I don't get that. It's because it's because it's at home for Clemson, and you Clemson has played so well at home historically. I think we are there. I we would broke I, their home ACC. We broke would, their home wouldn't ACC you take three. the three points for that? Wouldn't you take that? I would take the Notre Dame minus three. I think I would take that. Yeah, I think I probably I, would too. I, mean, I, I would feel pretty good with that. I'm not a betting guy, and I'm not suggesting people go out and bet on this. But look, even the fans, you can get in for $44. That's yeah. a good price. Yeah, I would, probably, great I would probably take Notre Dame at minus three. I'd probably take Notre Dame. I, will, I think I would take that game. I would take that game. Yeah. But well, it'll be yeah. interesting. Clemson loses that one or doesn't keep it close. Oh, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. I, I don't know. I don't know. Notre Dame will surprise you. Oh, God, I'd be shocked. Um, And then the other big matchup is Missouri-Georgia. Georgia finally plays a big uh, a big game right here. Number 12, Missouri. Uh, 3.30 on CBS at the same time as Florida State. This will be a really good test. Missouri has one of the top receivers in the country. Really the test that they have a good quarterback, top five receiver in the country. Okay. Uh, to test that Georgia defense. So that'll be one to watch. Well, you if, know Georgia, if Georgia blows Missouri out, then I think they, they're starting to make their case for well, the back as number one. The Caesars, the Caesars betting palace doesn't give respect to Missouri because it's a 15-point spread. In Athens, Fif- yeah. 15-point spread. Yeah. I would probably take the 15 for Missouri. I, I'd take plus 15. I think this game will be close. I, I you think do? Missouri's you take playing. Missouri in the 15? Yeah, yeah. I'll take Missouri in the 15. Okay. I think it'll be closer than people. Okay, and you got you got Florida State 21, 21 yeah. and a half. You're going to take Florida State, right? Taking, I am. Taking that. Yep. I am. I'm taking that. I mean, the Pittsburgh program is in disarray. It's a dumpster fire from the coach down. So there's no excuses. I'm not going to hear excuses. Florida State should run them out, and they should get on them early, uh, be very efficient in their possessions, and get points. Get points, okay? And 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 then get enough points to get your damn starters out of there as early as you can and get your points. That's the game plan, period. Yeah, if you can get a quarter of, of Tate running the offense, that would be, that would be great. That would, that, be would, great. That, would, that would be really, really good. Those seem to be the key matchups. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Miami's playing. Who are they playing? Miami's uh, playing. Uh, who the hell are they? Playing? No one rings. I don't know. Oh, but we got to cheer. Oh, they're from... playing. Uh, they're playing um, an NC State. Yeah, in in Raleigh, which is not easy. Okay, at night. That I, is. They, I, if that they, is if a they win that point game, spread. If, to... if Miami goes to Raleigh at night and wins that game, they could be ranked going into next week, which will make Florida State's game a prime time, which is what the fans. Well, are. I'm going to the Miami game. And I want it to be prime time at night. Then I can't cheer for Miami, but if you want that to happen, then you want Miami to win this weekend. Well, that's what that's what all the FSU fans are cheering about on Twitter. They say we hate, and we true, we don't want Miami to win, but we do because we want a night game with the Miami. We want that night yeah. night game. I mean, it's going to be no. – it, yeah, Miami minus five is a little surprising. NC State hasn't looked amazing. Their offense hasn't looked great. But in Raleigh at night's a tough environment. Um, 
TVD's been okay. I don't know. It'll be that'll be an interesting one to watch. It'll you be know, another game. game another game. Uh, okay, that we, we, did... we can't go through every game. No, no, another game we didn't. Why can't we? We can do whatever the hell we want. It's our damn. It's our damn. It's it's not. It's our damn program. We're not yeah. sponsored by Snickers sausages or oh, some shit I, like that. So we can do whatever the hell we want to. Uh, is LSU and Alabama very interesting? Game. Three point spread. Three point spread. That is an interesting game, too. Okay. I think that will be you got two coaches that want to win. They need to win that game, you know. Very important. And probably yeah, fighting for yeah. fighting for an SEC championship game berth there, you know, to keep their hopes alive. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, they'll yeah, LSU. That'll, yeah, that will who be who would you take LSU's. in that game? Three points. I don't know. LSU's defense is still really bad, but they've looked Better in the last few weeks. That's um, gonna be that's a 745 game. That's gonna be a good one. That'll be that may be the best game of the evening. Uh I just and like if Saban loses that game, there's gonna be some you know beating of the drums in the Alabama fandom, I think, about maybe is he is he over the hill now? Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean I haven't watched a lot of this Bama team this year. I haven't either. But I mean, they really haven't played anyone since Texas. I mean, they beat Tennessee last week. I don't think Tennessee is that good. They're inconsistent. But I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you know, they beat Old Miss. I don't know. I, I really don't know. A, I think it's a toss-up almost. When you're talking three points, it's a toss-up. It toss should be up. a fun game. It should be a really oh, fun it'll game. Oh, it'll be a good football LSU, game. LSU's fun to watch. I mean, I really like watching their offense. It'll be a good much. football game. Jaden you know, Daniels is a good team. They're going to have a very hostile crowd there, obviously. The last game I want to bring up, which is here, here we go about brand though, is uh, Michigan and Purdue. Now Purdue's not. Now wait, Michigan's not. I'm bringing it up for one reason: thirty-two point spread. Now we've talked about brand names and spreads. Does what if Michigan only beats them by twenty? Does that hurt their brand name? Does that hurt them? Does that drop them? Fair. No one cares because they, you know, it's Michigan. It's Big Blue, yeah. right? Right. It's ridiculous. Okay. It's it's really it's really ridiculous. So there's some good ball games out there this weekend. Yeah, you know? yeah. This make, is a good make weekend. a big bowl of chili. Get the cheese. Get the crackers. Settle in and watch some good. And they're spread out well. Yeah, they now, are. They are. Of course, I'll be keeping up with my Colorado Buffaloes. See if Dion, he needs two wins somewhere. He needs two wins. Yep, I'll not be watching that. All right, cool. All right, that's it. So once again, uh, three thirty Saturday. Enjoy the game. If you're driving up there, be safe. Uh, pack warm. At least it'll be fifty and not in the thirties. So uh, that's good. So enjoy the game. Go Knowles. And uh, as always, we appreciate you coming by. We appreciate the comments and uh, have a. Great what about week. our reaction show? I won't be doing that this week. Well, we'll do a reaction show probably Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday. Uh, Sunday, okay. Yeah, Sunday or Monday. So enjoy, guys. Enjoy your Friday. Uh, if you're watching on Friday or Saturday, enjoy it. Have a great weekend. And uh, before I forget, happy birthday, Mom. We love you. All okay. right. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. And stay safe out there.